Today's story is Kara, Part 3, by Ray Beeman. If there was one thing that I could say about Kara, well, out of all the possible words that I could choose to describe her, merciful would not have been one of them. I mean, she had plagued my life from the moment that we had first met. She had stalked me. She had followed me and she had hunted me. She had intruded upon my existence. And she had intruded upon my home. That night, the night of the storm, she was there. She had somehow got in despite my best efforts. She had pushed her way into my world and forced her way into my home. In that moment, at the time when the night was at its darkest, and when I desperately needed help, I turned to Philip. But he, he was just as bad as her. They were together. They were a pair a sick and twisted couple entwined within a dark web of depravity and an even bleaker insanity. They hurt me. They took me. They stole me. Ever since then, I have asked myself, why? Why me? Why not somebody else? What is so special about me? I was unassuming. I was kind of shy, and to be honest, I was just kind of normal. I was not a fighter. My whole life had been dedicated to avoiding trouble. I lived a boring existence with little conflict. I wanted to live in the shadows, to merely exist as this meant that nobody would find me. How could anyone hurt me when they did not know that I was even there to begin with? I would wake... I would work, I would eat, and I would sleep. This was me. A version of me that I was comfortable with, but it was this version of me that had led me to this point. It was this version that would be challenged. Challenged to be something more than I could have ever dreamed possible. I was told as much. The very second that I opened my eyes. How ironic. The moment that I opened my eyes. Wake up, little hunter. It is time to open your eyes. Slowly, the filthy room came into focus. She was there, and so was he. Philip and Kara. Standing over me. Surveying me. Studying me. They seemed elated as my mind returned to me. Their bright and beaming smiles, a clear juxtaposition of the dark and dilapidated cell which I now found myself within. My mind buzzed from the chemical sleep that I had been made to endure. Welcome back, hopefully to the land of the living, Phillips said. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Welcome to the Room of Rebirth, Cat. You're going to learn so much about yourself in here. I'm actually feeling giddy just thinking about it. Would you not agree, Kara? You know this better than anyone else. 
Kara did not speak. She did not reply. All that she did was smile. Somehow, that was so much worse. Despite what you may think, our Kara is not really one for words, but trust me, she does know better than anyone else. I tried to move, but the chains around my arms held firm. Oh, shh, 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 Philip cooed. Do not fret. They're only there for the beginning. They will not have any use past tonight. Let me bring you up to speed, cat. The smell of rotten wood and dirty, dank decay filled my nostrils as Philip continued. Life? Well, life is a funny thing, cat. So many people have it, but rarely do any live it. They are obsessed, content to live in their own bubble, to move around this earth leaving little while satisfying their own selfish desires. People used to strive to be greater. They used to be warriors. They would fight for the very thing that they choose to ignore today. Life, cat. They would fight for their life. When push comes to shove, people these days, they hide and they run. Mankind has forgotten that we used to be able to survive, to persevere, to be reborn through pain and find strength within the darkness. People are now a generation of puppets, controlled by glutton and propelled by instinct. The instinct to simply continue. Even though the whole notion is hilariously redundant. Instinct used to be about survival. These days, however, not so much. All we have now is the instinct to satisfy our desires, to invoke whatever chemical reaction we associate with pleasure. Not for much longer, though. Our, Kara, and I, we are the messengers of change. And it's for this reason that you are here, Cat. We bring you a choice, just as we brought the others. You can change, or you can die. This was a nightmare. It had to be. As I sat looking up at the pair, chained within the horrible and claustrophobic room, nothing seemed possible. The world seemed to move noticeably as I began to hyperventilate. Fresh air was elusive as I desperately sucked at each musty breath, the rotten stink infecting my lungs and dirtying my insides. This was a nightmare one which I could not awake from. So, Philip began, turning on the spot. Your first challenge. Will you endure pain for the most basic of necessities? Third world problems, cat. Let us see how they translate to the first world. Kara stepped forward and quickly unshackled my arms while Philip placed a tray of food at my feet along with a stained glass filled with water. Bon appetit. You have a week. Philip's words followed him out as he and Kara disappeared from the room. 
a heavy bolt clanking down as darkness descended upon me. And then, I was alone. My mind screamed within the silence. What do I do? Where am I? I'm going to die. The mess of thoughts swirled, the panic tangible and the fear thick and muddy. No matter the thought, no matter the image, my mind returned to the same horrible realization that I fought so desperately to ignore. I am going to die. The thought of nothingness was almost too much to bear. The thoughts became quicker and more abrasive, reluctant to cease and stick firm within my brain. This is death. This is your death. You cannot fight it. You've achieved nothing. Nobody will miss you. Nobody will remember you. A tear fell from my eye as I scurried across the floor towards the tray, only now just realizing how hungry I actually was. I swiped at the food, chunks of mash and peas falling from my hands as I scoffed at the contents. I coughed as I reached for the water, the meal moving heavily down my throat. Within a second, the water was gone, and then the pain started. It was only slight at first, but quickly it moved from my stomach and grew through my chest. It pierced, it cut, it throbbed violently through me. It strained at my arms and tore at my feet. I began panting for air as my body spasmed on the filthy floor. And then, after an eternity of agony, I passed out. This continued on for days. For the next few, I refused to eat or drink anything. The tray was placed before me. They left, but I refused each time. I knew what it would cost. Seconds turned into minutes and minutes into hours. Hope began to drain from me as what felt like years passed me by, even though it could have only been about three days. On what I assumed to be the fourth day, I finally broke. The pain and emptiness in my stomach much stronger than the basic survival instinct built within. I indulged, I ate, and I suffered. By the sixth day, the pain of eating barely registered. By day seven, I was nothing more than a shell. I could no longer cry. There was nothing left inside of me. Whatever I may have once called happiness had been taken from me, leaving nothing but a void of nothingness within the space where my soul should be. I was blank. I was empty. And I was ready. I looked down at the final meal in front of me. I would not let them have it. If this was to be my final hour, if this was to be my end, I would not let them have it. They could take my life. They could do the unspeakable to me. Destroy me eradicate me from this earth but the final satisfaction of seeing me writhe in agony no I would not let them have it one final act of defiance I reached for the glass still filled with the nasty water within after a few seconds 
I smiled to myself, even though the smile was hollow, and in one last beautiful act I threw the glass against the wall. It shattered gracefully as shards rained down upon me. What a perfect way to go. After a minute or so, the big bolt moved from the door, and Philip and Kara stepped inside. Philip paused for a second, looked around at the mess that I had made, and smiled a satisfied smile. Well, he said, it looks like you are ready for the final challenge, cat. A week ago, those words would have caused fear. They would have rendered me immobile, frozen to my core, or robbed me of reason. Not now, though. Now there was nothing left. Nothing at all. Nothing but the end. I slowly stood up, my body much weaker than I had anticipated. Good. Very good. Philip beamed. Follow us, cat. It's time to see whether you are worthy of being reborn. I slowly followed Kara and Philip as they led me from my cell and into a small and confined hallway. The curtain was setting, and I knew it. All of my life had led me to this point, to this trap, to this prison. I had existed instead of actually living. So many years had escaped me. So many moments had been lost within the ether. Eternity was fickle. So much more than I had ever truly understood. Time had passed me by, and now it was my time. Nothingness awaited ready to welcome me into its never-ending arms. I was done. I was spent. The curtain was setting. The hallway opened up into an almost empty room. There was a table, and on it, the instruments of my demise. A screwdriver, a knife, rope, and rusted blades of all kinds. My heart did not even skip when I saw what awaited me. I knew what was coming. Welcome to the final challenge. Let's see how productive your week has been. Kara simply smiled. On this table, cat, as you can see, are all manners of tools. Now, a tool serves a purpose, my little hunter, but a tool is only as good as its operator. So, these tools are here for you or to be used upon you. It's your choice, really. You've lived a life without purpose, a life without meaning, and a life without living. The final challenge is simple, and the final challenge is clear. Can you kill in order to weed the strong from the weak? Can you take control of your existence to ensure that it continues. So, I put it to you. Pick one up, join us, or I will kill you. The choice is yours, but know this. If you have found the strength that most have forgotten, you will be embarking upon a new life. You will be reborn, and you will continue the message for what is meant to to happen. Can you continue our message, cat? Or are you ready to die?
My mind buzzed. I was ready to die. I was not ready to change. It's a trick. You cannot do it. You are not a fighter. I didn't move. This is not meant to happen. Why is this happening? Cat, I'll make it easier for you. Pick something up. You have until the count of five or the choice we made for you. You cannot do this. You cannot win. My eyes darted towards the table. One. Philip stepped towards the table. Move. Pick something up. Two. Philip picked up the screwdriver. He has a weapon. This is it. Three. He moved a step closer to me. It's too late. I would rather die. Four. He moved into me, his breath warm and his intent dire. I am ready. Five. My eyes glazed as Philip smiled for the last time. I really thought you had it in you, cat. Philip's arms moved in slow motion. All the years spent worrying, all the years spent in the shadows, living alone, living in a bubble, and this is how my world ends? My thoughts fizzled as he pushed the weapon towards me with satisfied intent. His eyes barely registered as Kara plunged the knife into his back. The screwdriver dropped from his hand as she twisted the blade before pulling it free from him. With a final laugh, he collapsed to the floor in a pile. Kara stood above him, bloodied knife in hand, before raising her eyes up to meet mine. Her lips parted, and one word came, the only word which mattered. Run. I did not think. I could not think. All that I knew was that I had to listen to her. I had to listen to Kara, and I had to run. Before I knew it, I was moving. Moving through the tight hallway, past my room, and up the old wooden staircase. I pushed at the heavy door, and after a few seconds, I was in sunlight. Outside of the basement. Outside of the house. Outside. On a farm. I took a second to breathe in my freedom, and then I ran again. I kept running, harder than I have ever ran. I pushed myself to my limits, and then I pushed myself some more. It was all a blur, a jumble of memory which never had time to properly sink in. I... I was... free. That's everything? I leaned across the table and picked up the coffee, sipping slightly before setting it back down. The detective sighed deeply as I answered. Yes, it is. I cannot really remember how long I ran for. I just remember that someone finally helped me once I had managed to get away from that farm. It's all really hard to remember correctly. I was running on adrenaline. Did you find it? Did you find that farm? The detective nodded. Yeah, we found the farm, he said. We certainly found it. Philip's body was still there, but there was no sign of Kara. Every officer in the city is on the lookout for her at the moment. She will be caught, you have my word, and she will have to answer for what she has done. No matter what the detective said, I knew that Kara would not be found. If you people had listened to me the first time, 
I said. If you had listened to me originally when she said she was looking for me, when she was following me, when she was hunting me, none of this would have happened. I would not have been kidnapped. I would not have been tortured. I would not be here. If you people had only listened to me. The detective shook his head. I don't know what to say, Cat. You can't say anything. So please, I would very much like to go home now. If that's okay, after everything, after this week, I just want to sleep in my own bed. The detective once again nodded. Yes, of course. Your hand has been treated now, so you should be okay. We'll have an officer escort you home. If you remember anything else, though, any little detail, please do not hesitate to contact us. If I remember anything else... I again thanked the detective before being led out of the station by an officer. The ride home went fairly quickly. The officer left me at my door, reiterated that the police were there whenever I may need them, and then left. I went inside, breathing in the home I had not seen for over a week. The rain had once again just started to fall, so I quickly made my way upstairs to my room. The soft mattress welcomed me as I sank wearily down. The thoughts were there, of course, they were there. After everything I had been through, after everything which had happened to me, it was hard not to think about it. As my mind revisited the past week, my phone vibrated in my pocket. I laughed slightly and I retrieved it from within. I knew who it would be. Of course, I knew who it would be. The screen unlocked, and the message came into view. When do we begin? I cannot stop thinking about how we left things. You are much more special than I could have ever hoped for. My fingers moved over the keys as I responded. We'll have to wait. They'll be looking for you for a while. Rest easy, my Kara. I will let you know when it is time. I smiled slightly as my memory returned to the farm. So, I put it to you. Pick one up. Join us. Or I will kill you. The choice is yours, but know this. If you have found the strength that most have forgotten, you will be embarking upon a new life. You will be reborn, and you will continue the message. For that is what is meant to happen. Can you continue our message, Cat? Or are you ready to die? My mind buzzed. I was not ready to die. I had already changed. You can do it. You are a fighter. Cat, I'll make it easier for you. Pick something up. You'll have until the count of five or the choice will be made for you. My eyes darted towards the table. One. I knew that I did not need anything from the table. The shard of glass I had concealed inside my sleeve earlier slid so easily into my hand. Two. Philip did not get to three. I lunged towards him, repeatedly sinking the glass into any part of his body that I could find. My mind was ablaze as the transformation took hold. For too long, I had lived without meaning. For too long, I had hidden from the part of myself that I had always known was there. 
I had ignored my strength. I had been afraid of it. Afraid of what I could do. No longer. Philip had been right about me. Unfortunately for him, he'd been spot on. After an eternity of jabbing, Philip fell to the floor below me. Kara looked on and giggled. Oh my, he never saw that coming. You really do take my breath away. I knew that we were right about you. My body shook. I had managed to slice my hand during the assault, but it went unfelt as I took the first breaths of new life. After all of my years, all of them just existing, I now knew my place. It had taken unprecedented action. It had taken being kidnapped, being tormented, being broken. It had taken me being destroyed for me to finally be put back together, to become another version of me, a version which I had always should have been. After all these years, it had happened. I had become me. After all of these years, my eyes were finally open. So that, my friends, was Kara Part 3 by Mr. Ray Beeman. Mr. Beeman, thank you very much for this amazing story and amazing series. You've kind of been bullied into three parts at this point. <laughs> thank you so much, man. You did amazing on this. I love how you concluded it. This is perfect. It's the perfect cyclical ending, which, in my opinion, is always the best way to end something. So again great job man thank you very much and thank you to everyone who listened to all three parts or just this part really confusing as to why you listened to three not one or two but you know is what it is and thank you to everyone who enjoys these videos and speaking of if you did enjoy this one you should definitely hit that subscribe button hit that little bell icon next to it hit the thumbs up button then follow me on all my social media platforms and if you're feeling extra special generous extra especially generous whatever i'm trying to say consider supporting through channel memberships or patreon both of these things get you early access to all of my videos early access early access meaning you get them before everyone else but you know what that means anyway i hope you have a beautiful day and i hope i'll see you in the next video and i hope you're doing well out there and staying safe but until then sleep well Thank you.